0: (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and uh, call us, 208 I do want to... Let you know, Andrew Rines, who, uh, produces our sound was once again nominated for the podcast awards in the culture and arts category. You can vote for Andrew's podcast in and the podcast awards at podcastawards.com. Also, I do want to encourage you to pick up your copy of All I Needed to Know on Learn from Columbo. It's available in ebook and in most of the popular formats, including For your iPad, for your Nook, for your Kindle, and if you've got another type of format, you can go to smashwords.com. In it, we take a look at the careers of seven great detectives of television, radio, and literature, and we examine life lessons that can be uh, garnered from their uh, stories. It's a lot of fun. I actually have an idea. We might do a sequel. I will talk more about that uh, another time. Now it's time for today's episode of Let George Do It. This one uh, is actually marked uh, low quality, uh, but I know Andrew Rhinds will do all he can. uh, So let's go ahead and take a listen to "The Darkest Shadow."
2: Personal notice: Dangerous by stock and trade. If the job's too tough for you to handle, you got a job for me, George Valentine. Write full (laughs) details.
3: The Royal Company of California invites you to Let George Do It. In just a moment, we'll begin tonight's adventure of George Valentine. You know, with spring right around the corner, now's a good time to put spring in your driving with a tank full of Chevron Supreme gasoline. It's the gasoline that gives you all eight high-performance qualities in correct balance. Quick starting, fast warm-up, anti-dock, vapor lock prevention, economy mileage, full power, smooth acceleration, and area blending. Yes, for all-around performance, for all-around driving pleasure, fill up with Chevron Supreme gasoline at standard stations and independent Chevron gas stations, for they say and mean we take better care of your car. And now, tonight's story, The Darkest Shadow, another adventure of George Cunzheim.
0: Mr. Stentler, I want you to make out my will. Your will? Yes, please don't ask any questions. But you're only a child. How old are you, 20, 21? Age doesn't make any difference. If you don't help me, I'll have to go to someone else.
4: Now, wait a minute. The lawyer and executor of your father's estate, I have a right to know what this is all about. Thank you see, Wendell, you're standing on the threshold of life, you're in love, engaged to be married. Will death. What kind of thinking is that?
0: Mr. Setner, please, please, you're not my psychiatrist. Please make out my will. Don't cross examine me. I'm not on the stairs. Mrs., Stop this. <laughs> I said, stop this. <laughs>
4: Now, Lucy, we to talk this over. You've always impressed me as a girl with both feet on the ground. What's the matter?
0: I'm going to die in three days. Miss <laughs> Davis? Miss Davis? Yes, Mrs. Evans? Oh, I didn't know Miss Randall left.
4: Here, incorporate these facts in the standard will form. Send one copy to Miss Randall and file the other.
0: A will? For the young Randall girl? Yes,
4: yes, file it. I'm
0: sorry. I just seem strange.
4: <laughs> I didn't mean to bark at you, Miss Davis. You're quite right. It's more than strange. Will you phone that fellow, uh, the one with the ad in the paper, uh, George Valentine, and ask him to come in and see me as soon as he can? <laughs>
2: Girls should talk about dying,
4: Mister Simpson. No idea at all.
0: Dying in three days. In three days.
4: That's just it, Miss Brooks. Why? I checked with the Randall's personal physician. He says there isn't a thing wrong with her health. Ah, uh-huh. the Randalls. They live in that big ornate place on Seminole Boulevard, don't they? That's right. That's Lucy and her older sister Agnes. The father and mother have been dead for quite a number of years. Fine family. One of the pioneer families of the city. Well, the matter? Uh, just how do you think uh, we'll be able to fit into this? I don't really know exactly. I thought I might take you along with me to the Randall home, so you're another lawyer, perhaps, or, uh, an associate. You might be able to size up the situation better than I. Uh-huh. Well, that might be an idea.
0: But not you mention that lucy engaged to me?
4: That's right. Do you know what name Just by name. Bill Cabell.
0: Judge, he might be able to throw some water on the same history.
4: Yeah, I might at that. We'll see.
2: Well, look. Suppose you try to locate him and sort of have a talk with him. All right. Mister Senator and I will see you back here after we've seen the Randall sisters.
4: But Agnes, Mister Valentine and I made this visit especially to see your sister. That's very kind of you. Well, you say you have no idea of
2: what's behind Lucy's visit to Mister Senator this afternoon. Don't you think someone ought to try and find
4: out and perhaps be able to help her?
0: I told you, gentlemen, Lucy is not feeling well.
4: Yes, I know you told us. Agnes, you've ruled your sister's life pretty well, haven't you?
0: I don't know what you mean by rule. I've tried to take care of her. After all, I'm older than Lucy. Why did you really come here tonight, Mr. Sentman? To help, of course. Father used to say you never did anything without a purpose.
4: Your father was a very astute man. (laughs) Agnes...
0: How I did mean, it happen? Just as you said it would. Door locked and jammed. Lucy, my dear, we have visitors. Locked and jammed. You hear? Oh, oh, Mister Setner. Hello, Lucy. Uh, this is a
4: friend of mine, Mister
0: Valentine. Lucy. He... Mister Setner, have, have you ever felt as if you were in a dream? Tried, tried to open a door and you couldn't. You're a boy, Mister Sentinel, I'm sure. Fingers aren't at are all. Agnes. I just everything you said came true. You said I'd hear voices and I did. strange voices that no one else could hear. And that awful cold feeling that
4: comes over me. Lucy, what are you talking about? Yes, Lucy, tell us about the things you feel in here.
0: No, stop it, all of you. I think you two better leave. My poor sister is quite upset. She ought to rest. Rest a long time. Good day, gentlemen. Mm-hmm.
4: David, you're sure there was nothing else in the files on the Randall Statement,
0: huh? Yes,
4: Mr. Setman. That was all. Well, hmm. I, I the same time very little, did I? I told you there was nothing complicated or important about the distribution of the Randall fortune. One half to each sister. Lucy's will directed that her money go to specifically named charity.
2: Mm-hmm. Father died in a train accident eight years ago, along with some dozen other poor souls. Mother died 11 years ago at St. Catharines after a lingering illness. I wonder what that
4: lingering illness was, Mr. Sedney. Huh? Well, I guess we could find out by checking the records. But, Mr. Valentine, I fail to see what... George, I'm
0: so glad you're back.
4: All right, you take it easy. Come on in, Bill.
0: Yes, Miss Brooks. Bill? Oh,
4: Bill Fidel, uh, Lucy's fiancée. Yeah, yeah. Lucy's
2: fiancée. Okay, Bill, let's have it. What's this all about? Well... It's Lucy, Mr. Valentine. I'm so crazy about her, I don't know whether I'm coming or going. She felt the same way about me, too. That is, until...
4: I wonder. Until what? Until about two or three weeks ago. Mr. Valentine, she's changed so completely. She's so morbid, so emotional. Not
0: at
2: all like her real self. And what happened two or three weeks ago? I'm not sure. If I didn't
3: know Agnes so well... Agnes? Oh, uh, it's ridiculous. Agnes is a, is a swell person. matter of fact, she used to be my girl for a while. In the
2: series, we went to school together. <laughs> Lucy was just a long legged kid with braces on her teeth in those days. How did Agnes feel about your engagement to Lucy, Bill? You okay.
3: have a big party for us.
2: Well, what do you mean about Agnes? I... well,
4: I, I can't... This is no time to play, gentlemen, Bill. Well, I, I don't really know, Miss Brooks. It's intangible. It's just that when Agnes and Lucy are together,
2: there's something ugly yeah, I know what you mean? I've been trying to call Lucy all day. She won't speak to me. I don't know what to do, Mr. Valentine. I think I'm going to try and manage to see Lucy alone. Hello, Lucy. Oh,
0: it's you. Yes,
2: I'm George Valentine, Mr. Sentner's friend. Well, uh, aren't you going to ask me to come in?
0: Yes, yes, of course. Agnes isn't at home. She went up shopping.
2: Yes, I know. But uh, I wanted to talk to you alone. Can we go up to your room?
0: Certainly, but... But what? I'm afraid of my room, Mr. Valentine. The door, I I can never open it. Something inside of my mind won't let me. You were here the last time it happened. This afternoon, remember? My hands seem to freeze and I I can't move them. Did Agnes tell you
2: something like that would
0: happen? I don't know. Yes. But she always knows. She remembers everything Mother went through before...
2: They committed her to be a sound.
0: Yes. The darkest shadow. That's what Agnes calls it. How did you know that my I mother... checked
2: and found out that St. Catherine's wasn't just a hospital.
0: Can't you feel that awful cold that follows me?
2: But it is cold in this house, Lucy.
0: But Agnes told me she keeps the thighs going full blast. She's never cold, but I'm always cold. Just like Mother was three days before. Three days. Goes to the ten days, Mr. Valentine. Then seven. Five.
2: That's a mystery. Wait, Lucy. I'd like to take a look at this door. It does stick a little. Oh,
0: it's not the door. It's me. Don't you understand? It's inside of me. Hmm.
2: Let's see this lock. Hmm, that's funny.
0: Agnes.
2: Wax in the lock. <laughs> if like it do this, huh? <laughs>
0: Maybe
2: I'll have to get out of the other side. <laughs> yeah, there, let's <got> it. <laughs> this door won't jam again. Nothing metal about a piece of wax. What it's we'll stand up for change?
0: What are you doing, Mr. Valentine?
2: <laughs> oh, surprise.
0: Agnes, you just wanted to talk to me. I couldn't help letting him in. I, I couldn't help it. Honestly, oh, Sister, Mr. Valentine. You see what you've done to her by disobeying my orders. Now I want you to leave this house.
2: What I've done, Agnes? No, it's a lot of other things. Little things like this piece of wax.
0: i never saw it before in my life. Get out of this house. I don't like sleeping in time. And tell Mr. that he's not our number anymore. Three days. Only three days more.
2: Your sister needs help. Lots of help, Agnes.
0: <sighs> she needs nothing. No. 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 No.
2: Thanks for your cooperation.
0: Baby, you must help me. Don't let anyone take me away. Oh, I'm in control. But I'm acting exactly as mother did those last few days before they took her to... Lucy, you might still down in the since you told me. Oh. Every day I wait, knowing what's going to happen. Knowing that I'm going mad and waiting for the sisters. <laughs> stand by me so help me with this i'll kill myself before i let them put me away
3: in just a moment we'll return to tonight's adventure george valentine You know, if you were to stop five cars on the road today, you'd find four being gradually chewed to pieces from the inside in a way their owners would never suspect. If your car is like most cars, the manufacturer installed an oil filter to strain out sludge and grit and keep them from going back into the engine. Oil filters don't require much attention, actually only once every 6,000 miles. Then it's time to get a new oil filter element, and unless you do, Your oil filter becomes clogged and useless, so the filter can't work any more than a vacuum cleaner can when the dust bag is jammed full. That's why it's a good idea to have your car saver check your oil filter element. If more than 6,000 miles have passed, your filter is full of dirt and sludge and due for a change. Car savers will be glad to install the Atlas Micronic filter element that's correct for your car. One more thing, now's a good time of the year to be getting ready for warmer weather. So drive in soon for a friendly car saver checkup at any standard station or independent Chevron gas station where they say and mean we take better care of your car. A 20-year-old girl comes to her attorney and insists that he draw up her will immediately. The reason? None, except that she expects to be dead in three days. Well, you join the lawyer, Mr. Centenary, in trying to solve the mystery. But even if your name is George Valentine, all you seem to be able to find is that there's a deep and hidden secret between the girl, Lucy, and her older sister, Agnes. You and Brooksy watched the Randall sisters go out for dinner, and they have sneaked into the gloomy and rambling old house.
2: This way now, Brooksy. When I was here before, I noticed a big old-fashioned desk in the library.
0: Imagine when the people tell you he's been known to send people to jail,
2: darling. Yeah, but in this case, we can't afford to be too squeamish. Besides, if we get caught, we'll let Sutton do some work. And for all, we're in this thing because of him. Well, I'd better pull the bridge in here before we turn on the line. Yes, good idea. Yeah. Thanks, hey, hmm, This may be as much of a doubt as the other places we looked in, but... Oh, great. Locked? Yeah. Hmm, maybe that's a good sign. Well, we shall use another persuasion. a persuasion.
0: They were good unspoken, you should
2: help me solid, they say. Yeah, and bully for them, too. but We'll try
0: again. And
2: again. Oh, to have you, wonderful. nothing. Well, let's see. Hmm. Apparently Alice's desk. Tax receipts. Floating on fur coat. Insurance policy. Lucy's grocery tip. Hmm, wait a minute. That's odd. What's odd? Lucy was born in Wilkins Landing. It's so what? From what Sentner told me, I thought she was born right here in was very mansion. Come on, let's talk to our friend Sentner.
4: No, Valentine, it doesn't make sense. Why should a rich woman like Mrs. Randall go to a small resort town and have her baby there? when she could have all the best care, like you. I don't know,
2: but there's the evidence. She had no family there, no, no friends. Well, Sam, no... uh, you do some more checking into this birth certificate bill here in town. Well,
4: what are you going to do, Validant?
2: I know it's not the season for bathing, but Miss Brooks and I are going to take a train up to Wilkins Landing. <laughs> Wilkins Landing. They don't wait till 10 o'clock to roll up the payments. They don't even put any down.
0: That must be Dr. Withers' house. Yes, there's the shingle. Good, good. George, I still have a feeling you were followed on that trail. Oh, now,
2: Angel, look, you got a glimpse of a man in a long black coat with a hat pulled down over his eyes. He was the only one besides us who got off here, but we can't just go looking for him, can we? Wait
0: Well, bless my heart. Strangers. Strangers, eh? Well, what can I do for you both? I'm not a practicing doctor anymore. Been
4: retired for a year now. Keep that sign for old time's sake.
2: Yes, well, I'm George Valentine, Dr. Withers, and this is my assistant, Miss Brooks. Hello.
4: Glad to meet you. Glad to meet you. Gotta say it twice,
0: seeing there's two of you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, come in, folks. Come in. You catch your death of cold standing there. (laughs) I wouldn't be tipping you off like that, but I'm not practicing anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I'd
4: like to make you folks some coffee. My housekeeper's not here, and I'm all alone.
2: Yeah, well that's quite all right, Doctor Withers. We're just going on a short business call.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, about this birth certificate. This is your signature, isn't it? Uh, just a minute. Uh, Putting my glasses on.
4: Yes, I reckon it is. What about it?
2: Then you brought Lucy Randall into the world.
4: Yeah, yeah, well, I did that, all right.
2: Were you alone at the time, Doctor?
4: No. The mother I was there. Well, oh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, that's uh, not exactly what I mean,
0: Doctor.
4: <laughs> I know what you mean, son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a nurse. Uh, Uma Dowdy was her name.
2: Was there anything strange about the birth, Dr. Withers?
0: Strange? Oh, no, nothing strange. Perfectly normal, natural birth. Was Mrs. Randall a patient of yours reporting? Yeah. Uh,
4: Reckon I'd better not talk about that.
2: But, Dr. Withers, please, I I can't go into all the explanations now, but me, it's very important that we know.
3: Well, been 20
4: years, see no reason I shouldn't tell you. And I guess it don't make no difference now. <clears throat> One of the strangest cases I ever had. It gave me a lot to think about for a long time after that. Go ahead, Dr. please. Yes, uh, that's the back door. Tarnation. Who could it be this hour of the night? Uh, I'll, I'll be I'll
2: be right back, people. Looks
0: like we're on the right track, George.
2: We're definitely on the right track. But what I suspect is true, Angel. George, Doctor Withers, you stay here, Pussy. Doctor Withers.
4: <sighs> Somebody
0: shot me, young fellow. <sighs> <Let's> see, Wilma, now. <laughs>
2: Dr. Withers will be all right, Angel.
0: Oh, that's fine. We won't be
2: able to talk to anybody for at least a day, maybe more. And we can't take a chance on waiting. Will my daddy? Yeah, she's next. Let's hope we get to her before the man in the long, dark coat...
0: I'm sorry about Dr. Withers. Is that
2: all you have to say, Mrs. Dowdy?
0: I told you I know nothing about Lucy Randall's birth. It's of the utmost importance... You tell us what happened. It's of the utmost importance to me that I live... But I
2: told you, you're in no danger. The sheriff has a man stationed right outside. He'll stay with you until this whole thing is cleared up. Now, look, you must realize there's a poor girl going mad and you're the only one who can help her.
0: I don't remember a thing. It's been such a long time Mrs.
2: Dowdy, you're a selfish woman who shut herself away from humanity so long that she's forgotten her other human beings. Human beings she owes something to. But, Mr. Bateman, I... Now listen to me. You've forgotten that you're a nurse. You once took a sacred oath. Perhaps you no longer remember the words, but you couldn't have forgotten the ideals. No, I haven't forgotten. That isn't the point. That's the whole point. Here's a young girl, only 20 years old. She's just starting in life, engaged to be married, happiness ahead of her. But Lucy's slowly but surely going mad, being driven mad. Did you see it's Lucy who's going mad? Why, yes.
0: Oh, tell me everything, Mr. Valentine. Everything.
2: She has only a few hours of sanity left. So let's not waste time, Mrs. Dowding.
0: I... I never thought I'd tell anyone. Never. Only Mrs. Randall and Dr. Withers and I knew. One day, Mrs. Randall came here to Wilkins Landing gave Dr. Higgins this proposition. Agnes? Agnes? Agnes, where are you? Agnes, in heaven's name don't leave me alone like this. Alone in this dark cold house. Agnes, please. I'm right here, (gasps) Lucy. Agnes, why did you leave me alone like this? Where were you all night? Like? Hours and hours, I was here all by myself. I didn't leave this house at all. I told you I had a migraine headache, you see. I was sleeping in my room. I locked my room because I didn't want anyone to disturb me. No, 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 no. Early this morning, I couldn't stand it any longer. I went to your door. I pounded on it. I screamed for you. Here, look at my hands. They're scratched and bleeding. You didn't do it on the door. You imagined it, didn't you? No. You imagined everything. Do you hear Now let me go right and Answer me. Yes. Yeah. but I did imagine it. I wanted to spare you But I'll have to be honest with you now. I talked to Mr. Center and Mr. Valentine last night. That's where I went. Why? I begged them not to send you away. But they wouldn't listen to me, Lucy. They're coming for you any anyway. minute oh, now. No, I won't protect it. you any longer. I've tried, but I can't. Oh, madness. Don't let the Magnus jones. They're going to lock you up, Lucy. Please. They're please. going to lock you up. Put you in a straitjacket. Bind you hands and feet. And you won't be able to move. Won't be able to protect yourself. Not even kill yourself. And you lie there day after day, night after night, just with a horror in your own mind. <laughs> the darkest shadow. <laughs> this is your last chance, Lucy. Look, Lucy. You see what's there? A gun. You can still save yourself. I'm afraid. I'm thinking only of you. Because you're my sister. I don't want to see you suffer Mother did. Suffer horribly, endlessly. Yes. Take the gun, Lucy. Go on. Take the gun, Lucy. Go yeah. ahead Just pull the trigger in It'll be open in. Lucy Don't come near me, Mr. Valentine Stay away Drop that gun, Lucy Please, dear, please No, oh, Lucy Hold that trigger Don't come near me
2: Sorry, but you asked for
0: it I've got it, Lucy yes. Good I can't I can me Take me away Nobody's going to take you away, dear That's
2: right, now listen to me Here Look at this birth certificate, Lucy you're not Agnes' sister. You're an adopted child. He's lying!
0: It's Valentine. I don't understand. There's no
2: insanity in your family, Lucy. Agnes has been trying to drive you mad. He's lying! Mrs. Dowdy told us the whole story. A young girl in Wilkins Landing was going to have a baby and she couldn't take care of it. Stop that! Now you stop it. Mrs. Randall went to Wilkins Landing and lived there six months waiting for the birth of this child. Only Dr. Withers and Mrs. Dowdy knew what she had in mind. When Mrs. Randall came back here, she passed you off as her own baby.
0: No! How did she adopt a child
2: five years after Agnes was born? Mr. Randall wanted her to. He knew from the time Agnes was a few years old that she could never be any stronger mentally than her mother. I'll
0: kill you! I'll kill all of you! Oh, no,
2: no. you are not going to do anything to anybody, else. I'll kill you! we came into the house, there were muddy footprints in the hall. Those footprints led to a clothes closet. In there, we found a long, dark overcoat and a slouch hat. No, no! We also no, found a pair no. of shoes, muddy shoes. No, the same no, kind of mud you see no. on our shoes. That mud came from a little country lobe leading to Dr. Withers' house.
0: I like my mother. Why should Mother be a wrong? I like my mother. I like my mother. I'm
2: afraid the last act will have to take place in the sentence office.
3: Long before we could say that heavy-duty RPM motor oil doubles engine life, the time between major overhauls due to lubrication, there had to be proof. Hundreds of motor oils were tested in the laboratory and on the road. Atomically treated piston rings were installed in test cars to measure actual wear as it occurred. And now heavy-duty RPM users are sending in performance facts that back up every claim ever made. One cab company, for example, reports that heavy-duty RPM actually reduced engine wear in its cabs 71%. Salesmen and people like you and me are sending in similar reports. So why take chances? Get heavy-duty RPM motor oil for your car at independent Chevron gas stations and standard stations, where they say and mean we take better care of your car.
4: And you'll find attached here with the deposition from Dr. Wilbur Johnson, head of the State Lunacy Board. You fill in the rest, Miss Davis?
0: Yes, Mr. Sentinel.
4: And see that you take care of all the random papers that need notarizing?
0: I'll do that. Right away. Poor Agnes. The darkest
2: shadow. Yeah. Well, she'll be better off where she's going, we'll see. After all, she did try to kill not only Lucy, but Dr. Withers.
4: I still don't see why Agnes was so anxious to keep Lucy's true identity secret.
2: And as the doctor tells me, she was jealous. Jealous of Lucy and of Bill. And I guess there were other motives, too. Well,
0: we'd better get going. we don't want to late for the wedding. Mr. and Mrs. William Cadell.
4: Valentine, I'm very grateful for what you've done. And Lucy... Well, yes, she insists she's going to name her first baby after you. <laughs> well, that's great.
0: As a matter of fact, she wants to do something for me too, too. Before I told her what to do. Yeah? She's going to throw the book bookings where I can't possibly make it. Are not you you in there? <laughs>
3: Tonight's adventure of George Valentine has been brought to you by Standard Oil Company of California on behalf of independent Chevron gas stations and standard stations throughout the West. Robert Daly is starred as George with Virginia Gregg as Books. Let George Do It was written by David Victor and Jackson Gillis and directed by Kenneth Webb. Virginia Eiler was heard as Lucy, Laureen Tuttle as Agnes. Ted Osborne as Centner, Junius Matthews as Withers, Roland Morris as Bill, and Barbara Lee Benton as Miss Davis. The music is composed and presented by Eddie Dunstetter. Your announcer, John Heaston. Listen again next week, same time, same station, to Let George Do It. Let George do it as heard overseas through the worldwide facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. This is the mutual Don Lee Broadcasting System.
1: story where i think we we had everything really other than the motive um was kind of obvious it was you know in one way a very uh disturbing story uh the this has probably been one of the more nutty characters they've uh you know or uh disturbed i think is a better word disturbed characters uh that they've had on the series yet a uh pretty uh Scary uh, type uh, of scenario here. But uh, thanks to George Valentine, turns out for the best. All right, well, now we do turn to listener comments and feedback. Art uh, writes in, Adam, it is great the way you've set up the podcast with a different detective every night. I listen to them at night to get to sleep. Being that they are on my iPhone, they play all night long, which is wonderful when I wake up three or four times a night. I download all 53 episodes of Box 13 because I really like... Uh, box 13, but playing them one after another is very hard to take. Your format is perfect. Art. Uh, thanks so much. Art, and I, I did find that, because initially what I planned for this show was that we would do one show five times a week till it was all done. And, uh, you tried that with Pat Novak for hire, and, uh, you, yeah, that, that wouldn't work too well, particularly since people who might like Pat Novak for hire might not be into five days a week of Sherlock Holmes. So this is a, was a good way for us to find that balance. And James comments, I'm so glad I found your app. Also, finding the fat man a real joy. Uh, WAMU from Washington DC, a old time radio program every Sunday night from 7 to 11. Your programs are wonderful additions. Many of the programs I remember from my youth. Thank you, Jim. Well, thanks so much, Jim. And I've heard of that, uh, program quite a bit. I'm one of those, uh, venerable pioneers in bringing, uh, old time radio to life. And we definitely salute them. All right. Well, that'll do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for Sherlock Holmes. And, uh, then, next Wednesday, another episode of Let George Do It. In the meanwhile, send your comments to Box 13 at GreatDetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com
4: slash Radio Detectives from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, and all.